0: You are listening to the Elseworld Citizen Podcast. Music provided by YouTube and its affiliates. The Elseworld Citizen Podcast is made possible thanks to listeners like you. If you'd like to continue to show support, follow us on instagram at Citizen and on twitter at elseworldciv if you are so kind you can even contribute to the show by following the link in the show notes or the support link on the anchor app the views expressed in the interviews and commentary of this podcast are solely those of the individuals providing them and do not reflect the opinions of any comic book publishers its parent affiliates or subsidiary companies we thank you again for your support and we hope you enjoy the show Welcome back, Ellsworld citizens, to episode three, Marvels by Kurt Busick and Alex Ross from 1994. So excited to bring you guys this episode. Thank you to our new sponsors that just came in this week. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. and thank you to, And thank you to you guys, everyone who's listening to the show right now. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast so far in its third season. And I cannot wait to get started. Let's jump right in. We are covering one of my newfound favorites coming from Marvel Comics. It is an oldie, but it is such a good comic book, guys. Um, if you listen to shows like uh, like Collider, um, uh, they talk about Marvels a lot. I haven't gotten a chance to read it up until recently. Uh, But we've got a lot to cover here, so let's get started. Let's talk a little bit about the book first. It's set in between the years of 1939 and 1974. Uh, The series examines the Marvel Universe from the perspective of an everyman character, a news photographer named Phil Sheldon. And each issue takes place during iconic Marvel Comics moments as well as retellings. Uh, this comic book has received a ton of awards. It has received the Eisner Award for Best Finite Series. It received Eisner for Best Painter by Alex Ross and Best Publication Design. Uh, it also received a nomination for Best Cover, and it also received a Best Single Issue for Number Two uh, Monsters. And just building on a uh, previous episode, we we discovered the world of the question. We got a little bit into Vic's mind and the mindset of Steve Ditko and how that influenced that amazing character and how he was able to bring a very grounded perspective to the DC world. Marvel does that uh, in this book. Marvel's is such an amazing book and the character of Phil Sheldon is such an incredibly three-dimensional character. He has incredible development from his youth to middle age to older to seeing you know the world as it is and coming to grips with who he is and his own moral standards and how the events of Marvel really do change and develop him as a person. Um for the uh, and and eventually developing into a morally good person he starts good kind of loses his way and then finally is able to bring himself back to uh ground level again but it's it's such an incredible book you guys and you know the theme uh you know of, of you know when the world lacks you know uh you know the world uh, lacks you know the the truth it obscures the truth. You know, we must continue to question re- our realities, question um, those who deliver facts to us, always take things with a grain of salt and research the truth for ourselves and always see some truth, you know, with a hint of maybe some suspicion um, or maybe curiosity to find out more. And all- of course, always keeping an open mind. And for me... The uh, there's a lot of a lot of these chapters, like the description says, a lot of these chapters take place in different eras of Marvel comics as well as different events. And the one that stood out to me, that was very profound to me, was the X Men issue, and the X Men uh, chapter is a really unique one because it's it's the true coming of the of the next generation of heroes. Even though the reality looks at them, the world looks at them as the mutants, they are really the next generation of heroes that are being kind of summoned into reality. And because of the fact that they don't really wear costumes and because it's more genetic, it, you know, these... These super meta humans are popping up everywhere. They're your neighbor. They're your sister. They're your father, your mother. You know, they can be anybody. And they have such a profound impact on not only each person in the world, but also the economy, the government, the security of, you know, the world and the country of the U.S., how people react to it. And it's very interesting. I... Phil's character, when, when we start out the story of the mutants, the introduction of the mutants, we started out at first with Phil very skeptical of them. He's far more trusting of the heroes that have come before, those who have kind of announced themselves as adults, very responsible, power-controlled individuals who who kind of answer to the government or they answer to some form of higher power. And his frustration and confusion about the threat of mutants comes from the fact that again like i said it's it could be anybody a mutant can be anyone they look just like you and me for the most part and the danger that they could cause especially since they're either children or young adults maybe they're not have they don't have control of their powers the concern and the fear that these people are dangerous to us in some way and not understanding that he himself was at a vulnerable spot in his own life and that, you know, he he can't seem to grasp it yet. And throughout the story, if you haven't read it, I'll try not to leave spoilers, but the um, his own family, because he has kids at this point in the story, discovers someone taking refuge in their house. And because of that, because it's a little girl who is a mutant and who even looks different— he, Phil, must struggle now to come to grips with the fact that he may not be on the right side of the argument. And it's, it's an incredibly well thought out story for, for only being one book in this, uh, one chapter, excuse me, in this entire book, you could make a film. Just on that one chapter, it has such powerful emotional moments, moments between him and his kids, moments between him and his coworkers. There's so much depth, so much conversation, and so many different ideologies that pop up in this one chapter, and it really just spoke out to me. There's a lot of other uh, chapters. It, it, It starts out with, you know, the Fantastic Four, the Human Torch. Um, It ends with, of course, with Spider-Man and the Green Goblin and the tragedy of Gwen Stacy. And it just, for me, gave such an incredibly clear, well-thought-out picture of this one man's life witnessing the incredible events of the comics and really not only witnessing them, but feeling the effects of them. And it just... it's it's really profound and I think it's, it's a great book to read. Um, especially this time of the year, it is September. Um, we just had September 11th and you know, I, I personally, I'll, I'll go more in depth in this, in the lounge where I talk a little bit more at length, but, um, this was a very, uh, a very well sought out book for me. Um, <clears throat> that didn't make sense. Um, it's, a, it's a very good choice uh, of reading for me, personally. Um, I think it really allows me to relate to a character, understand a character's fears, understand their their motivations, their choices in the moment, and then understanding regret, understanding trauma, and being able to come out of it, maybe not the same as you did before, but at least you come out of it a better human, a better person, um, no matter the struggle, no matter how hard it might be. And I think if you're going through similar struggles or if you are a survivor of 9-11, um, Marvel's is such a great book. And I think, I, I, for me, it it helped me get through this week Um, in a profound way, Um, and I just hope that you guys appreciate it just as much. If you are simply been interested in Marvels, definitely pick it up. Again, this is the 1994 publication by Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross. It is not the new one. There is a new Marvels that came out, and there are continuations that have come out of it. I have not read that. This is just a conversation about the initial, original Marvels. That being said... Uh, we got a huge amount of comic book news that has come out recently, guys, and I'm going to try and get through it as quickly as I can because we're inching up on the 15-minute mark. That's the runtime for these new uh, episodes. So real quick, guys, Joker, the Joaquin Phoenix standalone Elseworld style Joker film just received the most prestigious award at the Venice Film Festival. It received the Golden Lion. Now now let me put this into perspective. We have the Oscars. A very prestigious award mind you. For the United States. But when it comes to the global world. The Venice Film Festival. Is one of the most prestigious. Uppity. Film centers. Pieces. For this medium. And. When it comes to awards, the Golden Lion is above even Best Picture for an Oscar. The Golden Lion is—Venice is, Venice encompasses the world, the world of critics. And they're meant to kind of present what is considered the pinnacle of filmmaking. And they gave the Joker, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker— The Golden Lion. This is huge, guys. This is incredibly massive when it comes to considering the impact of comic books and the new turn into what can be considered art in comic book films. Now... I know a lot of you might say, how can it be a Joker movie without Batman? And I get that. We are getting the Waynes. The Waynes will be in this film. Even Bruce himself as a child will be featured in this film. And I, the way I look at it, it's an Elseworlds story. And if you've been following along, guys, the Elseworld Citizen concept, you know, keep an elseworld state of mind, keep an open mind to new things. And really, truly, it, It doesn't have connection to anything. It has no roots in any previous DC movies or DC content. It is its own standalone story, original story. And I'm super excited, guys. October cannot come fast enough. This is a film that has been on my radar, but now it's a must-see for October. The moment it comes out in theaters, I am there. This is huge. And it's important, I think, that we go watch this film and be able to, even if even if you don't 100% enjoy it, just be able to understand the impact this film has had already on certain parts of the world. Like, this thing is being considered Oscar-worthy now, now that it received the Golden Lion. For me, personally, Golden Lion, now, 100%, that's perfect. I don't even care if it doesn't get the best picture. It'll be great. That'll be the cherry on top. But right now... It's received the highest prestigious award in filmmaking so far, and I, I, I'm i blown away. I'm absolutely blown away by it. It's, it's incredible news. And one thing I will stress, though, for those of you who listen that may be under the age of 18, I implore you, please, 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 make sure, if you really want to see it, ask your parents first. And parents, please, if your child is under the age of 15 or 16, Do not take them to see Joker. This is not a kid's film. This is not a comic book, you know, uh, blockbuster film. This is a raw, gritty, dark, rated R character study on the Joker. That alone, that description alone should say enough. If you're wondering, maybe can I bring my 10-year-old to this? No. Can I bring my 13-year-old to this? I wouldn't do it. 15 and up if they're 15 years old go see it with them but there's i think there's it, it we have to stress enough that this is a film for adults it is not a film for kids um as much as i am looking forward to it as someone in my mid to late 20s um i i gotta stress it you know this is not a kid's film this is an adult's film and it's going to be incredible it's going to have great storytelling i'm, I'm you know, I mean it's it's it keeps I keep hearing nothing but great things, great talent, and it just incredible cinema. So listen, guys, I'm I'm running out of time. So let me just wrap up real quick. Um, next week we are finally getting our novel. It is going to be uh The Children of Blood and Bone. Uh it's our first novel for the podcast. I really cannot wait to share that story with you guys. That's a book that I was won over on by my girlfriend, so I'm really excited to share that with you. And of course, thank you all for listening to the Elseworld Citizen podcast. I'm your host TJ Aquilina, and you can follow us on Instagram at Elseworld Citizen on Twitter at Elseworld Civ, C-I-V. and if you be, uh, if you like the show and you like what I talk about enough, you can even follow my social pages at the TJ Aqua. Thank you guys again. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and as always, keep an Elseworld state of mind. you've been listening to the elseworld citizen podcast music provided by youtube and its affiliates the elseworld citizen podcast is made possible thanks to listeners like you if you'd like to continue to show support Follow us on Instagram at Citizen and on Twitter at elseworldciv. If you are so kind, you can even contribute to the show by following the link in the show notes or the support link on the Anchor app. The views expressed in the interviews and commentary of this podcast are solely those of the individuals providing them and do not reflect the opinions of any comic book publishers, its parent affiliates, or subsidiary companies. Thank you again, and we hope you've enjoyed the show.